Let's see, it's Monday in June. What are we going to talk about? I'm just kidding. We're going to talk quarterbacks. I mean, it's the toughest quarterback room in the country. Of course we're going to talk quarterbacks. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On College Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Also, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis. And this is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, and I hope you had a happy Father's Day yesterday. This Ole Miss quarterback room is the toughest quarterback room in the country. Now, there might be top-end quarterbacks and starters that are better than whoever is going to start at Ole Miss. But when you start going through the list, it is an increasingly impressive roster of quarterbacks that Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels have assembled. We're going to start with Jackson Dart because of all the ways we critique Jackson Dart and all the things we talk about, he was still, what, an 18-year-old sophomore last year going through an SEC schedule for the first time in a new system and a new part of the country. There's so many things that was going to make Jackson Dart's journey difficult for him, but he managed to improve throughout the season. Now, are there holes in his game? Yes, there are absolutely holes in his game. But there are holes that can be corrected, I do believe. And I do expect Jackson Dart to have a big year this year if he's the starting quarterback and wins the job. I've talked multiple times about how I'm expecting over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, real similar to what Matt Corral did in 2021. I think Jackson Dart has that kind of ability. And whenever you look at the quarterback room, it has been generating headlines all over the country. People talking about Jackson Dart pulling away because of how tough this room has gotten. They talk about former Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders committing to Ole Miss back in his day. And a former five-star quarterback Walker Howard entering the transfer portal and transferring to Ole Miss. And recently, Austin Simmons flipped to Ole Miss and reclassified to this year's class. We're talking about a four deep unlike any that Ole Miss has had in 60 years. And that should not be overlooked. This is a talented, talented roster of quarterbacks. And when you look at Spencer Sanders, I do think there's a chance he's a little bit of a flight risk because of how tough this quarterback room is. If you look at the players that are on the roster and they're going to go about it, I think he is the one we need to pay attention to. He is the one we need to just keep our eye on in the future. Now, Spencer Sanders absolutely could win this job. We could all be mistaken, but we're trying to common sense this and figure out what's going on. We're going to continue to talk about Austin Simmons and Walker Howard in just a second. But right now, I do want to talk about with the Austin Simmons commitment that he made, all of a sudden, Florida 
sites and podcasts started making this a topic of conversation and just, you know, inside baseball, we generally don't talk about players that we missed on other than instant reaction type stuff um, because it doesn't draw very well. It's amazing analytically. The fact that this was just universally over in the Florida thing and then panning on it shows how big of a hit it was. Um, Locked on Gators put out LOL Gators. Um, David Waters talking about that on Gators Breakdown. And then I just put the other thing because this is a typical thing that you see when schools miss out on somebody when they put it up. They go to the, you know, oh, we got lucky by him not being here type situation. It's just real interesting. And I'm really impressed um, that this buzz was created as well. Um, in the second segment, when we come back, we will have um, Brian Smith talking about breaking down Austin Simmons and his game as well, talking about what's going on. We'll, we'll talk about that. And we also have another commitment in the third segment in Cameron Clark. We're going to talk about the super athlete out of Tennessee. We'll talk about that as well. Some highlights coming up for you on both of those prospects. So, we talked about the first two quarterbacks, and that's the 2023 aspect of this class. Now, many people are going to ask, it's like, well, how is Austin Simmons going to affect X, whether you're talking about Walker Howard or DeMond Williams? Because in those are the two players that are likely on both sides of this prospect at the moment. Walker Howard, I, I don't think this matters with Walker Howard. I think he... He's fully planning on to do what he's doing. He's supremely confident. He thinks he's going to be absolutely fine. And if he is, Ole Miss is better for it. If he's not and the other one wins, Ole Miss is better for it. That's the reason I tell people all the time, don't get too far in on competition because as long as the competition is fair and they do what it's supposed to do, the cream is supposed to rise to the top. And that's what is this quarterback room is supposed to generate. So Walker Howard, I think, will be fine. I'm not expecting Damon Williams anything because you're going to have a three-man race potentially next season with Walker Howard, Damon Williams, and Austin Simmons. Three extremely talented quarterbacks competing for the same job. Now, let's talk about Austin Simmons real quick. This is what his rankings looked like. If you can see, this was his 2025 rankings. Really strong arm, really fast guy. He's a 4-5 guy. He's a baseball pitcher. I think he's hitting like 97 on his fastball from the left-hand side. Really, really special athlete, Austin Simmons, um, coming to Ole Miss. They've got him rated as a four-star or better in every service. He's a top 50 player on Rivals, top 60 player on 247. Top 80 player on ESPN, and he comes in at 136 on on three. Good enough for a consensus of 72. Now, one really interesting thing, you know, we talk about this. We put this headline up just a second ago about him reclassifying. I referred to him over the past couple of days, and my everydayers can attest to this, as a Dookie Hauser type prospect. And that is because he could graduate in the spring of 2025. For people that need to know, we just got through with the spring of 2023. So two years from now, he could graduate high school. But he already has the credits in place to graduate high school now. 
So it's looking like he is going to enroll at Ole Miss in the next couple of weeks and go through fall camp. He's going to start his normal freshman experience. Now, he is a 17-year-old prospect. So this isn't a 15-year-old sophomore going to college. This is 17. There's 17-year-olds that go to college every year. I think Jackson Dart was a 17-year-old that went to college. So don't get freaked out about the reclassification because he has the talent, he has the tools to be hyper-successful. Now, his mental maturity, he projects it definitely, but it could be a situation to where he needs a little bit of time. So I expect him to redshirt. I told you this on the reaction video yesterday. I do expect him to redshirt as well. So we'll see what's going on. I'm really impressed with um, Austin Simmons flipping over. And like I said, in the next segment, we're going to have Brian Smith breaking down Austin Simmons, talking about what's going to go on with him. So that is going to be pretty cool as well. But I, I'm ex really excited about this quarterback room. It is a quarterback room that, as an Ole Miss fan, I have never seen. I mean, unless you go to Alabama, probably, or Georgia, you have not seen a quarterback room like this. But extremely talented. Um, could go. I mean, the quarterback that Ole Miss has committed for 2024 is at the Elite 11 Finals or was at the Elite 11 Finals. So good players are bouncing up all over the place for Lane Kiffin. We always talk about running back rooms, how Lane Kiffin has a type. Quarterback rooms have a type too because what you will notice with these guys is they might not all be classified as dual-threat quarterbacks, but they're all kind of dual-threat quarterbacks. And that is very interesting as well. So we'll see exactly how the competition goes, what happens moving forward. One thing's for sure, we're going to have a quarterback competition again in the spring. So this thing that we're talking about, we're going to continue to talk about this over and over again. I guess maybe that's the hallmark of a top-level program, a top SEC program. I do not know, but I do know that that is something that we're going to have to pay attention to as well. Anyway, I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Now, I do realize that Mississippi is a brick-and-mortar casino place and that you have to go to a casino to gamble on sports. I understand that. But when you go to Louisiana, like for the two-lane game, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Monroe, Delta, Louisiana, when you go to Tennessee, Memphis, Jackson, Tennessee, Nashville, Gatlinburg, Knottsville, you can use the FanDuel Sportsbook and take advantage of this no-sweat-first bet at that time. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Locked On NBA's mock draft special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along with the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. So 
we've established this quarterback room is absolutely freaking stacked. And if you have any questions about anything's going on, tell me why I'm wrong. Show your work, though. Don't just say I'm wrong. Don't just say anything like, old sis. Don't know. Show your work on this situation. If you do that, I might believe you. I might listen to you. Otherwise, your opinion doesn't hold much sweat. But Austin Simmons was broken down by Brian Smith, our very own Brian Smith. And he talked about that. It's like an eight-minute segment. Um, I wanted to play that for you right now. Go to Florida Football Scout on YouTube and subscribe to his channel because he does stuff on Ole Miss commit Commitments quite frequently in these breakdown segments, especially if you like it. I know several of you have had comments talking about how much you like it. Thank you very much for that. Brian does a heck of a job. But this is Brian Smith talking about Austin Simmons on his podcast. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Austin Simmons has decommitted from Florida, and he is subsequently committed to the Ole Miss Rebels. For those of you that don't follow recruiting that closely, this probably surprises you. But believe me, I have plenty of more surprises in store for you within this podcast. Number one, let's talk about Simmons and his backdrop, because this is one of the most unique recruitments I've ever seen. And I've been following this stuff over 30 years in some capacity. Number one here, he's going to skip not one, but two classes, because he is technically a class of 25 kid. He was at Pahokee High School, and he was going to transfer to a different school, etc. But he's going to move up two classes. Well, how do you do that? Being an elite academic kid who is very, very motivated. Five point something or other GPA, taking college courses. He's going to have his associate's degree, all that stuff before he enrolls and heads off to college at Ole Miss. Two, this is a kid that had a plan early and he stuck to it. Get the kid credit. You know, his parents and everybody around him pushed him academically and he went out and did it. So good for him. The third part of this, though, is the one where it gets murky. Uh, I've been asked, somebody asked me, like, could he play early in the SEC? I'm like, look, that's a terrible idea. He's two years more in high school. Don't want to play him. I don't know what the plan is at Ole Miss, my Lane Kiffin or anybody else, but I will tell you right now, nobody that's 17 years old should be playing in the SEC West, period, let alone at quarterback. Bad idea. He needs to learn and go through the process like everybody else, especially physically. You cannot change how your body matures. You can lift weights, but it's not the same as filling out. That is on God's own time, and that is not going to be changed. That being stated, I will go one step further. What about a redshirt year and then maybe competing? I wouldn't rule it out. That's my first answer. But I would still like him to be a third year in the SEC before he plays. For those of you who have looked at the 2024 SEC schedule, Ole Miss is playing a plethora of top teams. They don't play Bama, I believe, for the first time in forever, but the SEC is still full of pit stops that aren't very easy, and you got Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league, Georgia, Florida, all these different schools are still there. It would be best if he didn't have to play as a redshirt freshman, but I can tell you this much, and this, this is where it gets very interesting. Simmons is smart enough to pick up the playbook, unlike just about anybody I've been around, and I've seen him throw. I've been around him numerous times. But more importantly with Simmons, he will take on the challenge. If you don't want to get in the race, you're not going to really win the race if you're forced into it. you got to want it. He wanted it academically. He went out and did it over a five-point something or other GPA, five, six, whatever it was. It was ridiculous. He was pushed on the baseball mound, throws 94-plus mile an hour consistently deep into games. 
that's a lot of training. That's a lot of mental. That's a lot of sacrifice. And then football, he threw for a ton of yards last year to guys all over the place. The reason, again, sacrifice. He got in the game mentally as much as physically to make sure he knew where the ball should go. He had playmakers at Pahokee, but you still got to know how to throw on time, the consistency with your delivery, all of those things. I can tell you right now, because I've seen him play several times, Simmons is the kind of guy that can do that. I didn't get to see him play at Pahokee specifically, but I did get to see him in seven-on-seven. I did get to see him at the Elite 11 this year in Orlando. He can throw with anybody. That being stated, I still want to see what he can do. Again, I'm going back to this. As a SEC player, as a freshman, he's not going to physically be ready. That's just putting him in harm's way. But Kiffin has plenty of guys for this next year. Hopefully he doesn't have to play that second year either, but we'll see. Long term, what are they getting? Big arm, big intelligence, and a great kid. Ole Miss isn't just getting some random kid from Florida that's all talent and a bunch of mouth or something like that. This kid is exactly what you want on and off the gridiron, period. My only other question is, Ole Miss has one hell of a baseball program. What is he going to do with that? It's one thing to play baseball if you are a football player and you're going to play in the outfield. And he's a hell of a hitter, too. He could do that. But if he's going to pitch and he's going to play quarterback, those are different kind of deals. You train differently. I'd be interested to see what's going to happen with him. I don't know. I, I haven't heard. I haven't talked to anybody. And to be honest, that's that's really, really touchy stuff because the arm motion and all the rest and the different things you're supposed to do with pitching because it is so grueling, it's probably got to clash in some some way, shape, or form at some point if you're going to play quarterback. Just my opinion, not to mention getting the crap beat out of you playing college football in the SEC. It's not easy. So I don't think that's going to work out long-term if he's going to pitch. Again, though, he can really hit. Great hitter, too. So he might help the Rebels in more than one way. Final thing about him, he will not shy away from competition. I love the fact that he's got the guts to jump two classes. Do I think it's the easiest move? No. Do I think it's something that will work out short-term? Depends on your definition. To me, the, the short-term win is for him to be low-key, get bigger, faster, stronger, or in the playbook, and let older players play so he can be a normal kid, go on and be a freshman and a sophomore in college like he would be a junior and senior in high school, which is crazy. And then let it rip. But this I do know. Big-time talent, great kid, and Ole Miss got one hell of a football player. Please like this podcast. Make sure you share it. Please go ahead and subscribe to this channel. I'm going to have a lot of different stuff. Obviously, this is a very unique podcast about a kid moving up too. But if you got a comment about it, that's the thing I want the most. Have you seen Simmons? What do you think about it? You think it's a good idea for him, even though he is a truly academically special kid, to move up two classes? Whatever you want to talk about, let's talk about some Rebels football, some Rebels recruiting. Comment below, and I'll get back with you. Thank you very much and have a great day. That was Brian Smith talking Austin Simmons on his podcast. It's it's really, really cool stuff. And I'm just excited he's he's around to do that. And Austin Simmons makes this quarterback room, takes it from great to honestly elite. You might have a better starting quarterback than Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders or whoever's going to win the job right now. I don't know if there's a better quarterback room out there nationally. So you have that. You have the running back room with Quinshawn that's a top 10 room. The offensive line is highly rated, third in the nation in rushing last season. And then you have 
wide receivers that are coming in at like number 19. I think that rating was done before Zachary Franklin's committed, but this offensive unit has a chance to be really special in this quarterback room in August, and the competition they're going to go through is really going to help them. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about Cameron Clark, the new commitment from Tennessee, and we're going to show a little some highlights of him, actually. we got some video of him. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe there. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. All right, Austin Simmons was not the only story of the weekend for Ole Miss football. Ole Miss football also got a commitment from Cameron Clark. And at some point nearby, they could be expecting more commitments, but we're going to focus on Cameron Clark for now. He is a, we used to call them jumbo athletes back when I worked at Rivals. And we're talking about players that just kind of excelled, even though they were larger athletes. J.J. Pekis would be that type. If you want to look at it today, he would have been listed as a jumbo athlete, even though he eventually became a three technique and found his position. So it will be important for Ole Miss to find the position for Cameron Clark. I think he's South Gibson, Tennessee. Now, when I looked at the video, and you can see it right now, Cameron Clark is a, he's the best athlete on the field. And whenever I would go to a high school and I was covering recruiting whatsoever, I didn't even want to know the number or anything about the player. I wanted to know if he stood out first. The first thing, whenever you're looking at you, you should be able to notice pretty quickly who the player is. And if you have to go back to your roster, he's probably not a power five prospect. But this kid, when I looked at his video, I was like, okay, he immediately stood out as somebody that was absolutely a power five prospect. But I started looking at it and I was like, okay, is this kid a defensive end or a tight end and how he's going to project at the next level? And I kept going back and forth. And then I started to look at it and I was like, okay, you know, separate yourself a little bit on this one, Okay. Are you saying he is? He looks just as impressive as a defensive end than a tight end as a tight end, or is it just because he had some pretty freakish post-up catches as a tight end in the film? And I think that is the situation here. I do think he projects as a defensive end. As if you look at him, he has some explosive off explosive explosiveness off the ball, and he runs really well. He's a pretty fluid athlete. And whenever you take that into account and then realize that Pete Golding and um, Randall Joyner were the two people that kind of announced him on Twitter, it kind of makes sense. He's probably looking at the defensive side of the ball, probably a jack-type position. He's like 6'3", 235. I, I think they have plans for him. So a specialized player like this, he's listed as a three-star. Now, you're going to see some players that are like this that blow up, absolutely. But you're going to see some players like this where they just don't know where they project. And because of that, they kind of put them in that that little pot of three-star ranking just to see what happens. As, as high school football season moves, they can easily move him up into four-star range, and they can easily leave him where he is. That's kind of where he is at the moment. But a really good high school football player, real 
good pickup for Randall Joyner and Pete Golding for a defense that honestly, if we're going to be real about this, they're trying to retool. You can say what you want to about the 3-2-6 that they ran. And I was actually, until that weakness was exposed by Vanderbilt, I was okay with it. I think they played pretty well. They handled passing teams. Bryce Young in Alabama threw for 180 yards against them. He, he never, I don't think, threw for 200 yards. So this defense did its job. But once it was found out, and it was absolutely found out last year, to where coaches found a weakness and they were going to exploit it until you could stop it. And if you couldn't, they were going to keep exploiting it. And that is exactly what happened at the end of the year. So you're trying to retool this defense. This defense was six defensive backs, two linebackers, three defensive linemen. And so you're trying to retool it through recruiting, through the transfer portal to make this as quick as possible because we always have talked, and our everydayers can attest to this, that we are all about the 2024 season, so they need to kind of be ready to go. Well, this is the type player to get the right type player for the system that Pete Golding wants to run. Good football player. I, I like this one. Cameron Clark. Um, there's some other players that are visiting right now. We're not going to go too deep into the minutia, but if something happens, I'll bleep, you'll hear from it. You'll hear about it. But should be a lot of fun. Good player. So excellent weekend for Ole Miss football. Excellent, excellent weekend. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make it the morning show for Ole Miss football. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, our everydayers um, can tune in tomorrow and catch us talking a little bit more about recruiting, maybe a little bit more about quarterbacks as we think about what's going on because there are going to be certain questions that pop up from time to time. Like the one that popped up yesterday immediately was how will this affect Walker Howard or Damon Williams? And I just, I don't think it will. Um, I, I think this is a 2020, this is the quarterback that Marcel Reed would have been. Walker Howard is the quarterback that 2022 would have been. Damon Williams is the quarterback that 2024 would have been. And Damon Williams is the one that puts this back on track as far as a quarterback every year. So tune in for that. We're available on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you tomorrow.